Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes as usual. We have our evening with Medium events coming up on December 13th this year that you have all wonderfully sold out for us, so thank you. Um, Please stay tuned. We have our 2020 dates coming up uh, in time for Christmas. We'll release those so that if you're wishing to give them as a gift or nab them for yourself, you can certainly do so. We have a second podcast series available on the website by sarlo.com and Patreon. Those are five 10 to 12 minute shows. They are a group on purposely done that way where Kelly and I pick a topic on emotional or spiritual intelligence and try to do some educating. The very first show is always free and it's available at the website. The other four are available at patreon.com. Well done. Yay. We also have uh, two personal practices separate from one another, and you can book personal sessions. You can request them through the website or contact us directly. The website is bysarlo.com. Those sessions can be done anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, or telephone if you can't make it with us in person. Wonderful. Good. So take it away. Alrighty. Let's go. So today's show is um, about a client's story. Okay. This this was actually quite a while ago, and I did not name these people, so I'm going to have to make that up as I go. Uh, do you want to pick a name? Amanda. Amanda. Okay. So No, we did that in episode like four. Oh. Crystal. Okay. So Crystal is the client that comes in and books the session, and when she came in, she wanted to know her soul contract, and she said that she was interested in medium, but with no specifics as to what. So she just gave, well, you know, they just give you the two specific or two General. things they want, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so I'm just going to sort of open that up, see what, it com- what comes through for you. And I said, and if it doesn't meet your needs, please speak up and let me know. Why are you doing that? Oh, because barely anyone does. I still say it. I know. I'm just laughing at the fact that we say it and no one does it. Okay, but the whole point too, though, when people hear it on the podcast Mm -hmm. is hopefully that they keep hearing that we do prompt people. Yes. And Kelly, maybe we can take a little moment here to discuss that because I often hear people say, well, well, I've seen other psychics and, and they just do the reading. Right, but those are just psychics. And that's what I have to explain. But there are like 10 services here. Mm-hmm. It's like walking into a spa and saying, just do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did you want your brows waxed, your vag waxed, or your, oh, <laughs> your nails done? Yeah. <laughs> and what if we do the wrong one? And also, I feel that the client needs to mentally prepare for one of those <laughs> <Yes>. services. <laughs> Anybody listening to this, we have a lot of female listeners, mm-hmm. even the men, they're going to laugh at that kind yeah, of thing. That's a good, good reference. It is. And it's comical, but people can think about it and go, oh my God, that makes total sense then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So she came, what was it, Crystal? Mm-hmm. So Crystal came in and she asked these things generally. And I just turned to the spirit guides and said, okay, you know, she's just going open. So what is it that you want to start with? And the first thing I heard is, I'm her sister-in-law. Kick her ass. And I'm like, oh, I like this lady. (laughs) I like this. Where's this going? Mm -hmm. And she says, she is married to my brother. 
this contract was over a long time ago. We've talked about this many times when I was on earth as her sister-in-law. It's going to come as no surprise that I'm going to say this to her again, but it's going to have a whole other level of meaning now that I'm dead. Karen, you get in there and you tell her that contract is over. Okay. That is very definitive. I like that kind of guide. Mm-hmm. So I turned I turned to Crystal and I said, um, your sister-in-law is here. So I said, first of all, is that accurate that your sister-in-law has passed? Yes. And I said, this is a sister-in-law that is your brother's sister. Your husband's sister. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Thank you. Your husband's sister. And she goes, yeah, that's right. And I said, she says that she has given this message to you many times when she was on earth and that you never listened and you still aren't listening. And she just kind of crosses her arms over her chest like, oh. And I said, so she's saying it again, that you are supposed to leave your her brother, your husband, a long time ago, and you will not go. And she has been fighting you about this for years, and that you're you're stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. just, you know, mm-hmm. like, and at that moment, I just remembered saying to her, well, do you still want to hear this then? Because right. I'm checking in like as Karen, as the practitioner. So... If this is what you said, go open, that you believe that you're here to hear whatever the spirit guides want to give you, and now they're giving you the message, then are you sitting there saying, well, yeah, that was nice. I I meant that until I don't like what they do. And I said, so do you want to let me know? Do you need a minute? And she's like, hmm. Do I need a minute? <laughs> so I said, well, why don't you think about it for a second? And I said, I'm going to just go back to the spirit world and see what else is coming out of all of this. And I said, and then I can check in with you after you've had a moment or two to think. And I said, would that be comfortable for you? And she goes, yeah, okay. But you can see in that moment that it's a yeah, okay, but I'm angry. And I'm thinking, okay, but is this anger directed at me? at her sister-in-law, at the spirit world, at herself, at her partner, at the situation that she's in. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. And, and it can be all of the above and then thrown all on my lap because it's easier to put it all that I'm mad at you mm-hmm. than to take responsibility. Or to make do the work, pardon me, to sort through all of those different options. Yeah. Yeah. So true, gay Kelly. So she had her minute. And so I turned to the spirit world and I said, okay, can I have her guides for a minute? So her sister-in-law goes, well, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she just kind of backs away and she just, you know, like this. And I noticed a ring on her finger. I noticed her body size. I noticed big chest. Um, Crystal or her sister-in-law? Her sister-in-law. Okay. I noticed the spirit body, and I'm thinking, hmm, huh. So I turned to Crystal in the room, and I said, well, wait a minute. Does she have like a great big chunky ring like with um, amber, Hmm. the amber stone? And she goes, yes. And I thought, oh. 
And she's quite a large woman, but holy crap, has she ever got large breasts? And she goes, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. like this. And I said, okay. And I said, she's got brown hair with like one strip colored. And she goes, yes. And I don't know why, Kelly, but somehow that affirmation did something for her in that moment. And so I thought, well, I'll still just leave that there because she's supposed to be thinking. I turned back to the spirit guides and I said, so what have you guys got? And they said, you tell her the gig is up. I'm like, oh my goodness. The gig is up about what? She's a fraud. I'm like, a fraud? Are we still talking about the marriage? No, her career. And I'm thinking, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, this woman is going to, she's going to feel like I'm just picking on her here, you guys. Like, what's happening? And they said, no, no, it's all tied together. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so explain this to me while she's doing her thinking. And the guides start explaining some of this, and the sister-in-law is like interjecting with the guides now. She's giving attitude when the guides are talking. Yeah. But you can see that the sister-in-law loves her sister-in-law so much. She loves her brother, but she's there's pain there. Mm-hmm. There's pain that he hasn't done his maturing, that he hasn't done his growing up, that he's doing certain things to this person. And she sees her sister-in-law as a person, not as an extension of her brother. And if I need to or want to keep the relationship with my brother... I have to allow what he's doing to this woman, this person, and I can't really do anything about it. It's good. I think some people or a lot of people will need to hear that, mm-hmm. whether they're the in-law or the extension of this in-law's sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said to the guides, okay, continue. What do you mean the gig is up? And they said, well, she's a fraud at work. She's a fraud in her career. She does public speaking. She does life coaching. She goes to courses. She will even come and see somebody like you and Kelly, learn information, go back out and put it in a book and see if she can sell it. There's so many people running through my head right now about who this might be. (laughs) And that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that the guides were saying that She's in spirituality. Mm -hmm. She's in life coaching. I'm doing all these air quotes because she's not actually in any of it. She just regurgitates other people's information. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the workshops or she goes to a course. She even takes their photocopied paper, changes what's on it a little bit by words and makes it her own. Puts her own contact information and then tries to change it enough so that she can't be sued. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to say, like, so she would be creative or she would be, you know, fresh or innovative and just, like, just not sued was the bottom line. What a low bar. Yeah. Yeah. And through all of this, the guys are saying to me that she will do things like she will book a public engagement in Hawaii. She will tell everybody that she's a public speaker in Hawaii for a doctor's conference. Something with prestige. Doctors. Prestigious. She will go to the conference because her husband pays for her to go to the conference, not because they're paying her. Mm -hmm. She may even volunteer to be a free speaker 
and soak up all of the expenses and even pay to go to the course. And her husband knows this. So he pays for her career that is not successful, that is not sustaining her, that is not growing. And is also not in any kind of integrity. Mm -hmm. So he isn't, and he knows she isn't, but he holds that over her. Oh. Okay. So financially, she ain't going anywhere. So when he wants to abuse her, when he wants to put her down, she's got nowhere to go. And the more books that she tries to write and produce, the deeper the hole she's burying herself. The more conferences she goes to, the bigger the bill that he pays, the more that he feels he has a right to do whatever he wants. Whether it's to her or not to her by withholding or avoiding We know, everybody knows those forms of abuse right now, right? They've been listening to the show. But he can also demean her in public. He can hold it over her head if she's out in public and he shows up at an event. He can just kind of sit there like, well, we both know the truth. Hmm. We both know that this is something that I'm paying for and not you. She gets up and is introduced as an author and he knows all the books are sitting in the basement. This is like cat and mouse. And the sister-in-law knows this because she hears her sister-in-law when she was alive saying, I'm writing a book. I'm producing the book. And she thinks, oh, good for you. Are you going on a book tour? Yes. Where are you going? I'm going to Hawaii to promote my book. I'm important. Well, how, who's paying for that? My husband. Mm-hmm. And he refers to it as a vacation. She refers to it as a book tour. Mm -hmm. Does she sell any books in Australia or or Hawaii? No. Or maybe she does two or three, or maybe a dozen. But does that pay for her trip? No. So the guides sit down and say she's a fraud. She's not dealing with her own life. She's not truly life coaching anybody well. And if anybody is succeeding by what she's writing and teaching, it's a fluke. Or it's because someone else came up with the material. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't done the work to truly know herself. And she hasn't hit rock bottom yet. And he won't let her hit rock bottom. Right. He won't let her. an interesting concept. He'll bail her before she hits rock bottom. Rock bottom might mean she might actually leave. Yeah. So like you said, it's cat and mouse. And I just won't I just won't kill the mouse. That's right. You're calling it cat and mouse. And do you remember in the days where I referred to it as the bird in the cat's cage? Mm-hmm. That was my analogy that the bird has to fly into the cat's cage or the cat's room or whatever you call it. But meaning that you're in the cat's domain. Mm-hmm. And the cat is going to beat that bird around, do whatever it wants. Play. It's going to play. It's going to play yeah. at, at hurting it, but not kill it. And then the bird can go back out and do whatever it wants to do out there. But it always knows it has to go back into the cat's cage, and it's always going to get hurt again. But it's aware. It has a choice, but the choice is always to go back. And that's why the cat goes, oh, well then. 
you're stupid enough to walk in. You know what you're coming in for. You keep coming back and saying you're going to write another book. Go for it. You know, we all know I'm the one and my job is going to be the one that supports it, not you. This is like soul crushing. Absolutely. And that's why it's the soul contract. That's why the guides are like, the gig is up. Leave. Leave. That's why the sister-in-law is coming in and going and, and bringing it like right in. That's why she's getting nailed in every single area from the spirit world. So when you started telling this, though, you're getting all this information as she's doing her thinking. So what did she end up choosing? I like your question. I think everybody wants to know what she chose, eh? And I think in particular, if you're somebody who's listening to this and you can resonate with her, that you're trapped too. I think some people who've already got out are just sitting there with their cup of coffee and tea going, come on, girl. Come on, girl. Like everybody that's been through it knows the answer. The people that are in it themselves don't know the answer. And so I'm going to say quite clearly here that as soon as I repeated all of this to her, we had a conversation for a long time in this session about this. I had to give her examples of where the spirit guide said that he had done things to her mm-hmm. and, and the about the Hawaii trips and the going to book readings and stuff where she was selling very few books, if any. And, and I wanted to say... Um, that one of the names of her books was called Authenticity. So people and are going to look her up? Don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm just being careful. Oh. Well, I'm going to say that because I don't know if that's the only title hmm. or if it's the only word in the title. I just hmm. remember talking to her about that being in the title of one of her books and that the guides were saying to her and her sister-in-law that she didn't have authenticity in her life, that she was struggling with it. So she's writing a book about something that she knows very little about. Mm -hmm. And they were pointing out that that's why she was writing the book. It was because she was the one searching for it, but that she was to be able to do her journey or all of her work. Let's call it work instead of a freaking journey. She was supposed to do her homework make mistakes and move through that process and then write the book. And that that was the process instead of trying to put the book out on something she knew nothing about Mm -hmm. personally, but that she had only researched and was regurgitating. I want to bring it back because you made a comment how um, the people that have been through it would be sitting there rooting for her. And I wanted to say that the people who have not yet gone through it And and I say not yet because they're in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be the ones listening to this saying, yeah, but, and finding an excuse for her because Mm -hmm. the excuse is really for your own self to continue staying. Yeah. And like we went through some of those excuses where we had that conversation in the room where the guides would say, point out that she would say, yeah, but I need the money. Yeah, but without his support. Yeah, but... And that we had to go through that on the list of her yeah buts, where the guides were coming through and saying, yeah, it's not a yeah but, that's what's keeping you locked here. If we go to the other side of the page and teach you how to do it for yourself, then you're going to realize that you don't need him, Mm -hmm. that there are other people that can offer you support like a bank that aren't going, that are going to give you the money, give you a loan, 
but are going to hold you accountable to paying it back. Mm -hmm. And if you can't pay it back, you don't continue to write books. You, you, You have to find a different editor or a different person, or maybe you're not an author. Different career, it, yes, and and she sat there and went, yeah, I, 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 yeah, okay, and so we got to the place of talking about the fact that maybe this just wasn't even her entire area, and that the whole reason she latched onto spirituality, authenticity, law of attraction and abundance, all of these things, was that she thought it was the area that everybody was moving into where she could make money. She saw this as opportunity, not that she actually had skill in it. And so we had the conversation similar to somebody who's a teacher or in different professions where you think people are going into nursing, but you actually have to go to nursing school. You can't just go into a hospital and fake being a nurse. Mm -hmm. So she kind of listened to that and went, yeah, I get that point, but what's that got to do with me? I was like, Jesus. Maybe just play the recording over again when you've got some time and space. And we we talked about the fact that it's difficult to see the comparison, to understand it, and to make it relatable to yourself. Where you block it, you can't see the correlation. Because in seeing the correlation, you would actually be able to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I well, said, and you'd have to take responsibility. Yeah. And, and this came into the conversation about the fact that she hasn't even actually used any of the tools in the book that she's written to actually say to anybody in a conversation at a book reading, geez, if I put my hand up and say, I tried that and it didn't work, would you suggest something else? She has no idea what to say. So she only regurgitates what's in the book mm-hmm. because it's it sounds what, like religion. I don't have an answer for that. So let me reread this sentence here. Well, this goes back to the childhood. So this goes back to the way that she's raised, which makes her comfortable. So when the guides say, and you hit the nail on the head, which is where we're going in this, is that this is her comfort level of, I don't go too deep into anything. Because if it doesn't make sense, oh well. But this time... It's costing her the relationship in the marriage. This time... (laughs) Her career. It's her career. It's finances. It's abuse. It's everything. Mm -hmm. And her world is going to come crumbling down when one day he walks in and says, I'm having an affair and I don't need you. Mm -hmm. You've got a shit show here and you owe me money. And when we get to court, I've got all your bills on all the shit I supported in you and I want the money back. And when I said that to her, she just sat down and went, what? And that was when her lights went on. Right. That makes sense. That was when reality struck. That I might owe someone money. And that he would have all the receipts, that he would keep all of the bills, that he would have it all logged and registered with an accountant to say, oh, no, oh, no, I'm not stupid. Not even, it doesn't even register the fact that if she doesn't actually know what she's saying, she's just regurgitating, that she may in fact be hurting her clientele. Totally. However big or small it is. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's part of the conversation. That's, That's neglect. That's right. But that's part of how she's led her whole life Mm -hmm. is neglect. 
And we also talk about the fact that she's avoiding and that she doesn't want to be in her own reality. And that since a child, since she was a child, she has never been in her own reality. And this plays out decade after decade. And that she picks friends that she never tells the truth to, so they don't know that she's not in her own reality. But her sister-in-law knew. And it's why she comes through to kick her butt. And she flat out tells her in that session, I love you enough to say to you, you don't ever live your life in your own reality. And it's why my brother treats you the way that he does and why he gets away with it. So she sat in front of me and she said, okay. She says, so what do I do? And I said, do you want me to ask your sister-in-law? Do you want me to ask the guides? And she said, I don't care who you ask, just ask anybody. And I said, okay. So they came in and said, doodle things down with her on the paper. So I told her, I said, to take out your pen and paper and start writing things down. And I said, your sister-in-law and the guides want to say some things to you. And one of them had to do with the fact that, well, number one on her list was to be able to admit to herself and write the word reality so that she constantly had to question herself. Am I, am I truly in it? If I'm not actually making money in the career that I say that I'm in, then I'm not really in a career. That's not my reality. My husband is allowing me to believe it is when it's not. So then I said, what about a job? Just what about a job where it's actual reality to go and work for somebody else, whether it's Home Depot or someplace, but that is your reality. You could have just a regular paying job. You know exactly what your salary is, what you really can afford. Well, there's also process in a regular job where there is policies and procedures and expectations and evaluations, things that keep you in check or in reality. Or at least that those people try to. Mm-hmm. Well worded. Oh yeah, because we we I do know. <laughs> we still know that there are people that can have bosses trying to hold them accountable, and people still go to work and don't want to, mm-hmm. and still run mm-hmm. outside of those things until they're fired, or until they lose their income, or something really hits them, right? Mm-hmm. Which can come in an evaluation or whatever. But anyway, so we talked about getting a job and putting that down on the list, doing a resume, actually getting work that had nothing to do with her husband, not working for his company, not saying, oh, my husband and I own a company. He doesn't want you to even believe that you co-own it. And it's not going to go down that way when you finally leave. He's going to say it's his business. He worked at it. Well, it sounds like she likely doesn't own it. And in actuality, I think that's going to come out to play, Kelly, in terms of sitting down with lawyers and actually going through something where they're going to be able to say she never spent a single hour there, Mm -hmm. that she literally spent every single hour where he's going to say on beaches in Hawaii writing books, right? Mm -hmm. And how will she ever prove that she really wrote the book? Well, she's going to have a copy of it, but there's no sales for it. Mm -hmm. There's no income. Parker's not impressed either. (laughs) Rightfully so. 
So we we talked about talking to her friends and trying to pick just at least one friend that she could actually tell the truth to. Mm -hmm. That I, to sit down with one person and say, I say I'm an author and I'm not really. So another item on the list was to pick a friend and sit down and confide the truth in one person and be able to say, um, I've been an author because my husband has indulged me in paying for the production of the book. I'm actually not making any money. So that that one friend could truly then say, okay, and be in that reality with her. Because currently all of her friends are in her full reality. Mm-hmm. So they go around thinking that she is doing well. They don't know the difference between her salary, his salary, and theirs together. They just assume because they have everything that she is successful. Mm-hmm. When she says, I'm going to Hawaii and I'm doing all of these things and I'm on my third book, blah, 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 they assume it's because she's been having success. It makes sense. So the guide said to her, sit down and allow your friends to know what your reality is. Mm-hmm. Let them sit in it with you. And they said, and remember that they're going, they could be angry with you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because you have been lying to them. And she just was like, like she literally was shocked at that. And I remembered thinking, really? And she life coaches? Mm-hmm. And is shocked that someone could be mad for being lied to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying no authenticity. So we sat there and we went through that. We talked about that that could be another step, that another step could be simply to have a family member who also, if she has someone that she can trust, to say that to. And it came about through the conversation that there could be some people that will be angry with her. Some that already suspect it mm-hmm. and are kind of going to sit there and go, I know, I saw the books in the basement. I saw the cases. I wondered. I wondered how you could afford to go to Hawaii. I wondered how. You're not doing what I've seen other authors do. Mm-hmm. I don't actually see you on radio shows or really doing these other things. We wondered. So she was going to actually find that some people really didn't see it coming. And she's going to find that some people actually did. And they're just waiting for her to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that some of them are, were, were going to be quite happy that she was finally there. And they actually had some plans of action, some ideas for her. Neat. And were willing, once she got her shit together, to actually sit there and discuss them with her and support her in that. Not do the work for her but be able to support her in her process. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, and what you said earlier in the conversation was that she really needed process. And it was at that moment that she kind of had her cry, I'll say, in terms of where she really saw that she was not the real deal because the spirit world was saying that she actually had to come up with a process Mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that she thinks this is what she gets paid to do for other people. So it was the moment of, oh, God. Oh, oh God. 
Mm-hmm. And and I think Kelly, you know, we can be annoyed at that on 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 any kind of level, but when you think of how deeply it goes back to childhood, oh, absolutely, and it goes back to the religions that really don't teach you a process. I'll say some other areas of life that really don't either. Mm-hmm. People want others to get married. We're happy for them when we see them get married. But we don't actually talk to them about the process of knowing the person, knowing yourself. Communication. Yeah. Problem solving. And then when we hear that they're struggling or that they're going through a separation or a divorce, we just go, oh, 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 well, mm-hmm. that's that's too bad. But we don't think, oh, I wonder what process they didn't get. Mm-hmm. I wonder what lessons they, like, we really, we don't nope. think more deeply than yeah, that. Same with babies. We think, oh, congratulations, that's so wonderful. But it's like, have you discussed your parenting styles? Have mm-hmm. you talked about how you view discipline? Have you talked about mm-hmm. helicopter parenting? Yeah. You know, have you discussed the different ways that you like to approach anything for that matter? I- even anger issues. Mm-hmm. Do you like the way that your partner deals with their anger? Because it's going to come out on that child. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the way they deal with their anger towards you or even a coworker or someone in Best Buy... <laughs> then how do you think you're going to like their their anger style on your child? Mm-hmm. Or have you talked about your hours or what your roles will be? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we made a list of a few things, not a lot. We just start, well, I won't say a lot, meaning as in 10. I'll say we just came with like three or four. And we came with a promise We ended this with a promise between her and her sister-in-law that this time she was actually going to do some work. Cool. And that she promised her sister-in-law that she actually would work on her authenticity. And by that, that she chose at that time in that session that she would tell a friend and that she had already picked a family member. Great. And that she, we wrote the two names down on the page and we wrote a by when. Good for you. We wrote that down as her goals, and she was all on board about with the, this from being the life coach, but now she was recognizing that as much as she was coaching other people and holding them accountable, nobody was holding the life coach accountable. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know how to hold herself accountable, and her husband certainly wasn't going to. And so she came. we came to realize, or I'll say she came to realize in that session, the patterns that she had with her husband And the fact that he let her get away with so much, he enabled her so much, but because of all of the enabling, all of the quote-unquote generosity in the marriage, she was trapped. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting for people to hear, that Mm -hmm. sometimes there should be a cap on generosity. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? The first thing I think of is Gilmore Girls. Um, where Lorelai goes to her mom for a loan so that her daughter can go to the best school because she's extremely intelligent. And the loan comes with an attachment of weekly family dinners at her home. And they just get absolutely abused verbally every single time that they're there. And the generosity of being able to afford Chilton um, in Stars Hollow uh, came with a high price. Your dignity. Your self-esteem, your self-worth. Your kids are trapped. Yeah, because she made a deal. But she trapped her child in the deal. Mm -hmm. 
entanglement. And I think those are all the things that we're hearing here in this relationship between Crystal and her husband was all of this entanglement and that he was working it. Hmm, some people are going to disagree here, but he's, he's going to work it in the end to his benefit. It may not be short-term, although there are benefits there short-term as well, mm. but he's already got a long-term plan. And so I said, Crystal, you've got to understand your husband has a short-term plan and a long-term plan. He doesn't expect this marriage to last, sweetie. Yeah, you're only in one of those plans. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I said, oh, Lord, you don't see this? No. Mm-hmm. So I said, you're not in his long-term plan. Can you go back and re-listen to this tape? Watch his behaviors. This isn't a person who's in a relationship for the long term. This isn't love. This isn't building a process and a foundation together. This is manipulation, gaslighting, and using. And he knows you're using him, so he feels free to use you back. He thinks this is fair game. So when you head into a court for a divorce, fair game in the divorce. Yeah, it's like an unwritten agreement. That's right. To abuse until someone gets fed up. Yes. And she thinks when she goes into the divorce and he's mean and he says, oh, she wasn't really an author, she's going to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm hurt. And he's going to be like, hurt about what? Mm -hmm. Because he's totally fine with the reality. He knows what the reality is, and he knows his wife is outside of it. He's got control. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so many things. It's disgusting. Yeah, we could we could go on. I'm sure with a good little list. Yeah, but I I want to say that I'm really happy that we could sit there with her sister in law. We could sit there with her guides and say, look it, you have to get your head into your reality or this is going to get so much worse than you're already in because every single day that you stay and he keeps enabling you is a day that it gets worse for you. Golden moment. Mm -hmm. And I mean golden moment for other people to listen to that. I don't just mean for Crystal. I mean for the people hearing the show. Is this your golden moment too? Mm -hmm. If you actually put your head in your reality. It's a good show. That's the way I want to end it. Okay. I haven't got a clue if she's going to come back. I haven't got a clue if any of this is going to stick. It's funny, I labeled the show just because we have to tape in two segments because of the Mm. batteries, Mm -hmm. and I have to name the show as I save it on the computer, Um, and I labeled it Not Rock Bottom, But Close. I like that. Yeah, it's very true, because she's not at rock bottom yet, Mm -hmm. and and he knows that. And Yeah, You've you've said it. We could go on and on about what he knows. And how grateful he is to her that she won't be in reality because it keeps her outside of knowing the truth. And that's why he has so much control. Yeah. Well done as a deliverer of messages. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We worked our butts off. Yeah. That must have been extremely mentally taxing. Her sister-in-law, her spirit guides, and I 
to get all of those messages out and the proof because she struggled with listening and coming into the reality, we worked. I worked for every single cent, mm-hmm. as, as did they. But boy, oh boy, if she ever shows up someday and there's something <laughs> that came good out of all of that for her, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think, okay, as much as I got paid for that, is it actually worth it? For who? All of us, if she doesn't get something out of it. Well, because it's not it about generated content for this show, and someone might be sitting there going, oh, fuck, that's it. That's okay. my moment. Okay, I'll take that. I, Crystal, thank you for saving my ass. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Because what I was just trying to point out is, is that it's not about the money in that hour. It's about yeah. somebody getting it mm-hmm. and, and waking up and why it's so important to really check in with people to know if you're in your reality or if you're on the outside of it. Because if you are, that's when you're manipulated mm-hmm. or, and you let yourself be. That's what, that's what Crystal has to learn is that she lets herself be. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's a big victory Hmm. to be able to deliver such difficult messages so eloquently, Hmm. um, to team up with some really cool guides Mm -hmm. um, who obviously came from a place, I mean, always do, but obviously came from Mm -hmm. a very personal place of a lot of love. Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good business day for you. Yeah. And you know what, Kelly, what a sister-in-law. Oh my God. Pause. That's a good business day for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a love story. Oh, okay. I will pause. Yeah. What I mean, if she, I don't know if she had a sister in real life. Yeah. Or if she didn't. And this sister-in-law was the one sibling mm-hmm. that came through to say, I will love you like a sister does or should. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good human day for me too. <laughs> me, those are few and far between. <laughs> that I have few good human days. Mm-hmm. Most of us, me at least. I'll just speak on my behalf. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to take that in many ways right now. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Okay, so if people have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at If you were just listening uh, on auditory today, you can head over to patreon.com and search for By Sarlo. You can find us in video format there as well. And we are back next Saturday with a new show.